Here at Total Wine & More, you'll find what you love and love what you find, especially our totally low prices. I'm firing up the grill for burgers and want to impress the neighbors. This Cabernet is sure to take your burgers to the next level. Nice! Wow, and look at that price. Well done. I prefer medium or air. <laughs> your neighbors will love it. Find what you love, love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. With the lowest prices in the DMV. Drink responsibly, B21. Hello there, friends, family, and listeners. How are you today? Um, I'm doing great. Would have been doing really great if I didn't say that um in the beginning. Well, the music's still going. Did you hear it? Yeah, I know you heard it. I know that you could. I was trying to stop it. Just, okay, there. I reset my music at the end, so when I'm signing off, it's ready to go. I usually have the volume down and things like that. Well, hi, I'm Jim, the Keys bartender, coming to you from Key Largo. It's a rainy day. Uh, we just got through, I guess this weekend, with singer-songwriters and, you know, with this COVID-19 uh, going on. I'm not making light of it. Uh, we still have people coming down, but we still have some some restrictions. Uh, we realize that things are exploding all over the country. Uh, some people believe it. Some people don't. I have a tendency to um, believe the experts. I told I told you about that lady. She uh, asked me what I thought about the mask, and I told her I uh, there was I was at work, and they were very sweet people. They came in to see me. It's a shame, but. If you have an agenda, you shouldn't ask a question. And she asked me the question, what do I think of the mask? And I said, well, I have a tendency to believe experts and scientists. And I know that makes you sheep, but uh, it's like if I was going to plant something, I'd listen to a farmer. If I was going to do some plumbing, I'd listen to a plumber. Uh, Same thing with electricity, uh, bricklayer, almost anything. I don't understand why we wouldn't trust an empathy epidemiologist with that but uh, that's just me okay but the keys were um, you know they, they have their events they had this thing called the singer songwriter here in the keys uh, they had a different venues that had I guess they had larger venues and outdoor venues um, and a lot of people asking when's it going to start when's it going to start well, obviously when people ask that question they're saying like nothing's really happening which I do understand. It's not as lethal as it was, but people are getting sick, and if it kills, so, you know, right now it's killing under 1,000, maybe it's going to be over 1,000, whatever, in the next couple, and then 2,000. It's a big country, they're saying, and people, finally, they're citing uh, statistics, but it looks like um, it's not, this thing isn't going to go away after November 3rd, no matter who wins. And in the Keys, we're still observing indoors. Most places are enforcing wearing a mask when you go indoors and when you cannot stay separated by six feet. Obviously, in a restaurant, when you sit in a bar and things like that, which they say bars and restaurants are the worst places in the world to go to in a pandemic. So there you have it. It's not me. It's epidemiologist. And I do believe in Dr. Uh, Fauci, the epidemiologist. So we're going to move on since this is politics. I'm not going to ignore politics. It's going to go on forever. This is going to, 
people are going to ask, hey, Jim, what were you doing? It's October 30th. I mean, October 20th. Um, today's October 20th. We have two weeks until the election, two weeks till today. I went this morning and voted. I went yesterday to my local county government building. Um, the Florida Keys is is spread out like, let's say there's 120 miles of Florida Keys. So our government buildings, our county government buildings are spread out. So they have one for the upper keys, they have one for the middle keys, and one for the lower keys. It's not because the keys are this long string of islands. And uh, that's interesting that way. That's always, we're kind of, there's a dynamic to it. It's just like states where you have a big city, like Pennsylvania, where you have Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, and in between you have all these uh, rural areas. I mean, you have the suburbs around the cities, obviously, and stuff like that. You have some of the bigger, small towns in there. But um, the the difference, there's a different characteristic to the county as you go through. There's not a one uh, homogenous thing. When you go down to Key West, you find it a little more open, a little more like progressive in politics and in lifestyle. So you see that in Key Largo is a little more conservative. In between, you have more hoity-toity and ritzy places and stuff like that. So we're going to eventually finish. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about the new thing. We are in the middle of what they call king tide season. King tide or the big beginning. I guess the beginning of king, king tide seasons. So all these areas that are in designated, let's not call them designated, like places that flood in the Keys. Uh, the Keys, like the, the Florida Keys is built on old coral, dead coral reefs. Miami is loaded around too, so whenever you hear about uh, sea level change, you hear uh, Miami's mentioned in the same breath as you'd hear from the large northeastern metropolises there. And, uh, you know, the shore communities of North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, Jersey, all the way up. But uh, in, the, in the Florida Keys, we have, there's no place on the, uh, on the chain of islands, there's a, no more natural than a 14-foot rise on the island. For, you know, that's out of the ocean, the sea level rise, the average sea level rise. Now, it's been interesting. Some people will say there has been no significant sea level rise when you can see, when you can see that uh, just markings on old piers and and, uh, the old railroad bridge as you're going south, you can see that the sea level has gone up, the high tide lines have gone up. They call it king tides. They call it because that's when the sun and the moon are in the alignment where it draws the most water towards it, causing a high tide, right? That's gravity that's causing that. Yes. But when, when the gravity is no more than before, it keeps on dragging it. It's every year. The king tide's happening every year for a couple months. And it's drowning out neighborhoods so you have salt water incursion into these neighborhoods 
And in the Florida Keys, there are people that are worried about their properties being overwhelmed and things like that. And they want, like any property owner would do, you, you'd want to seek some solace or some remedy. And that remedy for the last couple of years was the consideration of retrofitting the roads and raising the roads to accommodate king tide, which I suggest that king tide really never ever exist, existed because they no realtor builds hundreds of millions of dollars worth of houses on areas that flood at least no reputable builder and if it was not one builder it's a bunch of builders if we didn't have one developer de- develop these areas so these houses these areas where houses were for years they didn't flood for years until recently has gotten worse the argument uh, many people are having there's people saying hey listen this is bound to happen we know there's a civil uh, there's a sea level rise so you should not be purchasing housing near the high water line it doesn't make any sense so now you want us to retrofit the roads and I understand it pisses them off and stuff like that because what are you going to do with it and I was suggesting that they should start a buyback a property buyback courses and let it turn into uh, mangroves because we're making an assumption if we're going to retrofit the road that this is never going to eventually there's going to be a end to the rising and where the ending would be so if they retrofit the roads 24 inches let's say two feet the significant it's a significant rise but what happened it goes above what happens the sea uh, water incursions the high level mark goes above two feet and what do you do then so that's the, the whatever the cost would be which is exorbitant would be a large chunk of the county revenues or the allocating budget and the, the budget needs to go to education law enforcement emergency services road upkeep and things like that and I do realize I do realize their houses and stuff like that and I do feel sorry for them I'm sorry they feel angry about it and I have friends they're going to be furious when they hear this they're going to be furious but there are certain things you shouldn't be fighting now they're talking about putting um, a barrier it's an inflatable barrier barrier they fill it with water I think it's fresh water from the rain they show they they fill it up and they put it on the edges of the roads or they put it on the outward wherever the water incursion is coming from but the problem with that is that you get um, bubbling up from underneath because we are coral rock and it's very porous it's not like you got a lot of earth between you and the water what you have is a little topsoil i'm pointing down like you see that like you fucking see me doing that but let's say i'm pointing towards the ground you got a couple inches of soil right and you have coral rock now we have the trees yes you see jim i see trees if there's only a couple inches of soil there's going to be trees well what happened yeah there's some places there's more soil and stuff like that but they're anchored in the the concrete a lot of times you don't see the you know the the, the, the you know obviously the root systems of trees can break through over the years they could break through concrete no problem and, 
and actually gets and it'll break and it'll break up coral. Tree roots will break up coral in the long run. But what happens is that rock is still porous and it'll bubble up enough and there's not enough ground in there to to block that water from coming in and it does get soggy. So it's always it's only a temporary you know, a temporary thing. And when some people see the barriers or they see the retrofitting going on, they're going to say, well, why should I buy a property? How are you ever going to be, how eventually in the, in the long run, there's two things that are going to happen. The people that have the houses are going to have to either, they keep the houses forever. And that means they have progeny that forever, for however long society lasts. But the progeny, you pass that on no problem but if you ever intend to sell property that's on a flood plain that's a problem and that's when you're a bank and you're going to do a mortgage for a house you want to sell for 800,000 the bank says because of saltwater incursion that is worth 400,000 and even then it doesn't really want to do it and then you try to get try to get an insurance company this, you know, insure you for water. Now, if if the high water mark is eight inches away from your your doorway, you're going to have a far, uh, very hard. You you'll get you can get wind insurance, but you'll probably have a problem getting water insurance. So that's the thing right there. But um, I don't know how I got there with this. How do we get? Sometimes I don't really understand how I get from there to here. But I did finish there. But that thing about asking the county to retrofit the roads and having the state step in, step in and do that, that is politics. And we're experiencing right now the polls open on a, up on Monday for early voting in Florida. My local place is the Murray Building across US-1 from near where I live. It's a wonderful facility they spent millions of dollars on. Uh, it's a lovely facility, government building and stuff like that. But I, I mean, they did, did spend a lot of money on it. They do use it for the community and things like that. But uh, I went there yesterday and there was a line of people. There was at least, uh, whew, because of the, obviously with the six feet spacing, but how close? They wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been much closer. They would have been like two feet closer if it was a real line. I don't think they would have stood up right on each on each other they probably would have been four feet apart instead of six feet apart how how far do people really stand from each other that'd be really great you know you just line up in front of someone and someone comes up to you and they're right up your ass just standing like the, your, your their nose they're breathing down the back of your neck oh i hope this movie's good you know yeah you need that you need that shit you know social distancing that that six feet thing may work forever even without if we're able to invent a vaccine that cures all ills that may be a good deal but yesterday i had uh to go into work at excuse me, i'm gonna sneeze <coughs> whoa baby that was a good one head clearing sneeze so i had to go into work at 11 o'clock so i buzzed by the place around a quarter after 10 and it was no lie, 40, 50 people. And I'm glad I didn't wait there because there was only eight people in front of me and it took three minutes because of the verification they're, they're doing. 
I've when I was first voting almost 40 years ago, which would have been I think 81 and 82 were the first years of uh, yeah 81 was the first year I vote, voted, and a presidential election was the first year. Um, that first year may have taken me in line. They asked your name, you walked up, you went into the voting booth and the voting booth in Philly I was in Philly at the time you take a handle and you pull it to the right and when you pull it to the right the curtain would close and it would also pulling the handle to the right to close it uh, sets the machine because it was all levers it was special machine and it would uh, oh my god what a convoluted way to vote special machine where they actually insert pieces a paper that show you you're voting for that person. And they could really, nowadays, they could really fuck around with that. They could put like a Biden thing, a Biden and a Trump and put the paper over the Trump and put the one over a Biden in the Republican, uh, I mean, in a Democratic neighborhood. So all the Democrats think they're voting for Biden when they're actually voting for Trump. It was it, it was a weird, convoluted system. Not that it's much better nowadays. But in Florida, what you get in Florida is like a multiple choice test. And I'm sure that you may be doing it same same way as we always did. But since I was a kid, since we had to take the California test and the SATs and stuff, we're used to filling in the little dots. Make sure you're filling the dots clearly and uh, solid. And what they give you is like, a, you come up, uh, they give you that ballot. It's a piece of paper, legal paper. It's up, to, it's, you you know, by eight and a half by however, it's it's more than 11 inches. It's a long piece of paper. It's more like 16, more like a legal pad. And they have the front and back. And what you do is you go to the little. Message from Derek Bowles. Oh. I hear that. Oh, I hope that doesn't pick up on me. Let me close that. Uh, So you go into the area they give you with the ballot and you fill in the dots and you have all the questions there. It's it's pretty straightforward. You got to make sure you got all the questions. And the questions have been so fucking convoluted in Florida. The last election we had, the last big election we had, the solar, there was a solar issue on question, and it's the way the question read, it sounded as if that Florida, and this was statewide resolution, that Florida take a more favorable outlook towards solar power generation. But what it actually did, it was for the power companies to restrict the expansion of solar power in the end or, or contain the growth. And it's just the way to fucking people write, you know, it's just the way to write the laws and stuff like that. They had one on the, uh, the ballot question. It was, there were two ballot questions I really had a problem with, a real big problem with. And one was reiterating that you have to be a citizen of the, Florida and the United States. I mean, obviously, in order to vote in Florida, you have to be a resident of Florida. You have to be a resident. And you have to be a resident of the United States. You don't need another law. That's redundant. 
that's redundant and a waste of money. What it is is a barrier. If Florida, for some reason, there was a way to do it, Florida could get its hands on that. They could probably put another layer of election. Um, they, they would call it election security, but it's actually be an election barrier. The harder you make it to vote. And they're making it harder to vote. That's what they try to do. Anytime they make it harder to vote. They're trying trying to make it the... Uh, they're challenging mail-in ballots. Except they're not challenging ballots in every state. They're going to be... Uh, or I think they may be challenging. They're going to be challenging every Democratic ballot. They, uh, I think the Trump campaign, what they're going to do is they're going to invest a lot of money in lawyers and people to dispute every mail-in or absentee ballot. And every time you can get a disputed uh, ballot taken away is one vote, one person disenfranchised. So that's the idea for them. Who, who tries to institute, who has tried to institute, what would you call that, de-suffraging, you know, taking away someone's right to vote? It has definitely been these guys recently. They're just constantly doing it. It's like saying, they're saying it's the Democrats are cheating. on. We're the only ones that cheat? Come on. The only time there was fraud in the ballots, a big time wide fraud, the last time was, uh, was a Republican vote. But to, to decertify in a partisan manner is a way to maintain power. So today when I went, I did the same thing. I've got, uh, well, I went to the gym. I did my normal stuff and I had the day off. So I figure I can stand as long as I want. And so I came home, showered, went over to vote. And as soon as I got there, there was no one waiting. There wasn't a line outside. There was only about six people inside. And I walk up to the door and there's this guy with this crossing guard vest on. So he's doing that. And I see the line that says six feet away. So I started walking. And he says, not yet. So I go, okay. He's just pulling his crossing card rank on me. So I wait. And guy moves up another. So now there's two lines. And he calls me in. I said, well, isn't there supposed to be three lines before I come in? And the guy looked at me. I was just kidding. So um, he, uh, he he waved me in. I go up there. They trade the... Um, take your driver's license. They look at it. They scan it. They scan your license now to make sure. See a picture comes up. This is for early voting. What are they going to do on the vo- so on the day um, on the day of normally they check your signature and if there's a um, a discrepancy in your in your signature they can once again challenge your your vote. That's another thing they're doing. So, I went there to vote. There was about eight people. It took me about 10 minutes to do that because people go in there. They don't know any. They got to read everything. Because you, I mean, what the fuck? How do you not know everything about this election right now? How, how, how is there an uninformed voter at this point? Especially in Florida or any states. It's not like we're in uh, uh, Alabama. 
you know, Alabama's Republican and stuff like that. But who knows? We don't know. See, all the polls, uh, so so far, I went in there. So I went in there. There was 528 votes were cast already. I know exactly how many votes were cast. Because there's two machines that take, uh, when you're done filling out your ballot, you put it in the machine and it tells you your votes are recorded. Like, does it? that's it. It'll tell you that it's recorded. Like, there's no paper trail or anything like that. You know, anything. All I have is a picture taken of my ballot. You know? But they don't, I mean, I guess they're going to, they printed out the ballot for me. So that ballot, they, they do a paper, a hard paper ballot. Everyone fills out a hard paper ballot for voting. And that's the record right there. So I guess they could all go through and just recount if there's a, a problem with that. But I have a feeling that. So uh, right now, there's 500. And then let's say in Key West, Marathon's about the same size as uh, us up here. So we got 528 the second day. Well, the beginning of the second day. And let's say there's another three times as many people voted down in Key West. So they have, I said 528, so they would be 1,500 and uh, 2,500 people voted so far in the first day. And that doesn't include, obviously, the mail-in ballots. And I'm thinking probably 20% of the people voted in there. So we have probably have about 30, 30%, 40% of the people voted already. And by the time, if we get the same amount of voting for the next two weeks in the uh, Keys, we'll probably have more than 70% of the people will have voted and, until Election Day. And then everyone can show up and do the Election Day. And then there's a shit ton more precincts where people come in and what they do is you walk up and they say you're Democrat or Republican. I think that's only for the uh, primaries, but they send you to a table. They got their books, open up the books. They find your name. They look at your driver's license. They look at the signature. There's signature on file in your books and you sign the signature on books and do the same thing on election day. So the early voting uh, with the mail-in ballots heavily Democratic, they're saying it's a couple hundred thousand more um, Democrats put it. But the thing is, how many people are going to show up? So I think the undecided voters, there's going to be undecided voters. There's going to be undecided voters. There's going to be people that voted for Trump before that are going to vote for Biden. The polls have Biden ahead in Florida and in a lot of other states, a lot of battleground states. He's leading. But, you know, what happened last time? So, yeah, we're not resting on laurels and stuff. Neither are they. I don't see people getting all kind of nutty about that. But uh, they they are spending more time thinking of disputing and watching. So we'll see how that turns out. So with some of the Republicans in office, you're going to start seeing, we're starting to see the back away. It happens with your friends. If uh, you have a friend and he's being nasty to his girlfriend, and he's being a little mean. And then he gets really nasty. That's something horrible. Let's say you're out with them. And he uh, he may do something. He may strike her. At that point, 
you will back away from, you know, mostly if you're a decent person, you will back away from your friend or even inject yourself into their disagreement. I think that's what's happened with uh, Trump right now. He's out there, well, all the crazy shit he has. And then he gets on a phone call with his campaign staff and starts calling our leading epidemiologist, uh, Fauci, a, a disaster. And saying if he listened to him, They'd have more fatalities. Hmm. So, Trump thinks if more people wore masks, there would have been more fatalities. That's, uh, if you're listening to this show, you, I don't need to explain that to you. I, I don't need to explain it. He doesn't put any uh, explanation to it. He says he's a disaster, and he calls the other scientists idiots. And uh, he's just, I, I don't really understand that if he, if they believe, if the people on his campaign believe that there's COVID fatigue going on. Yes. The COVID fatigue, there's two types of COVID fatigue. There's people that don't believe it's a real thing. It's never really affected them. Blah, 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 blah. They may have gotten sick and something like that. They may have unhealthy lifestyles as it is, maybe. Or they maybe are healthy and they didn't have anything happen to them. And they didn't have anybody. So they're thinking, well, I got this. They got fatigued. They're tired. I don't want to do it, do this anymore. I don't believe it's real. They don't believe it's real. Blah, blah, blah. And then there's people with COVID fatigue. I'm tired of doing this because of all the fucking stupid people out there not putting on masks, going to public places, going to super spreader events. So you got all those. So he may be predicting that if I go and I push this theory that I'll get, gain favor with them. But no, the people you're getting are the people you got. And you had a lot of people come out for you the first time. They hated Hillary. I don't think it converted anybody else. There were, there were the the hateful people are voted for you no matter what. There was no hidden racist out there that was like, well, I was undecided before. Now I'm going to be decided again. Go KKK to South Arise again. Bullshit like that. So, and and then. Trump goes on the town hall. You've seen him on the town hall, and he's kind of be kind of being reasonable. But he's not the same Trump that he does at his rallies. He has some. He must think he's in the 1800s that he could go and speak to someone. This is the way politicians should speak to go. They they go to a different group. If you're speaking to a bunch of union guys, you would um, well 1800s. Not a lot of union guys, but. Let's say freelanders, people that uh, wanted free grazers. They wanted to uh, just let their cattle go wherever it wanted. There shouldn't be any uh, fences or barbed wire and shit like that. And then you had ranchers that believed, well, you got to restrict the land. Here's our land. It was deeded to us by the government. It's not like, you know, which which properly stole it from the Native American. That's what they'll say. But, uh, and when a politician would talk to the free grazers, he would talk about free grazing. When he talked about ranch, he says, you got to respect the landowner. Talk to the farmer. They talk, uh, they talk about having the railroad come through to get the produce in and all that stuff. And they'd be able to do all these different things 
in front of different cows. But nowadays, everything's recorded. Everything's on video. Why would he think that the crazy shit he says about Governor Whitmer in Michigan, and we know what happened up there. We had right-wing militiamen planning to kidnap and then either hold her for whatever cockamamie or worse comes to worse, executor. And they were thinking also considering uh, kidnapping the governor of Virginia. So these militias, they're on the side of Trump and Trump's using dog whistles for him and stuff like that. And he half-heartedly denounces them because they're still active right now. And they're going to be out on election day. We know it. They're not out now. You don't see them at early voting sites. You'll see a couple. There'll be isolated stories of people walking around with rifles and things like that near voting places. But they don't want to tilt their hand on election day. But if the Democratic Party is taking is taking advantage to say vote early, vote absentee, vote mail-in, do this, all this thing, I think the voter imitate they're going to be intimidating their own voters because on election day it'll be only in places where they try to restrict the vote how are you going to intimidate if you're restricting the polling places like in Georgia you have restricted the polling places or Texas in uh, minority neighborhoods how are you going to intimidate them if they got like 500 people there they're not going to be intimidating a bunch of couple yahoos. The yahoos are only going to be able to work in the rural areas where there's less people going, where there's a lot more polling places. They put the polling, they put a lot of polling places in the Republican areas so they can get more, you know, as many people get to vote as they can. And so there's not as long as wait. But in the places with less, so voter intimidation doesn't work as well. Yet, yet, you using two opposing theories will try to intimidate him but then you're funneling him in the same place and they got a large crowd of people you know you got to watch out um but it's funny when trump's doing it when he does the um any interview with a reputable news person or even you know even he screws up with the the non-reputable one in fox news he screws up it's amazing and rupert murdoch is privately telling friends rupert murdoch who is the owner of fox privately telling friends and he did not uh, disavow the story he believes that trump's going to lose in a landslide now either he's trying to game the system or he knows what the rest of us know and and trump is his golden boy. You know, he, he let him, he said, you know, be nice to Trump. That's, that's the talking points, the talking points that it used to be the Republican party used to send their talking points to the Fox news. Now the talking points come from the Fox news and come to the white house. So right now the Republican party does not look like anything it once did all most of the establishment Republicans have gone. There's some other ones sitting around. They're still in the Senate and stuff like that. They're there because they need the French, uh, the French. They need the Trump base. They're not going to get elected without the Trump base, so they can't do it. But there are already some chinks in the armor.
We got a governor, Larry Hogan of Maryland. We got the governor of Massachusetts. We have uh, a, a senator here and there. We got Ben Sass. That's as, as of two days ago. I don't even know. I haven't been watching it as much because I pretty much know where they stand. I know what to do. I watch the news a little. I make sure there's no disaster going on. I'm not going to learn anything else. I did my voting. So now I have to do is trust in the system. And I know there are Republicans in place right now that will do the honorable thing and get every vote counted. And I know there's Democrats that may be dishonest. I know there's Republicans that may be dishonest, but hopefully there's enough people of both sides to be able to get uh, an accurate count. And whatever the accurate count is, and it should be everyone that voted, and that includes a mail-in ballot. And if it's, hey, listen, I'll give them this. If it's if it's put in the mail. Now, if you're, you're putting the mail in on the day of the election, I understand. That's a little late. If you have a mail-in ballot already, you should put it in a couple days before. If it's put in, if it's put in a day before, it's a vote. That's just the way it is. They've been doing absentee out since the Civil War. No way to dispute it. And just listen to it. It's it's just you're going to hear Trump say all this stuff. I'm a good boy and all this stuff. All the stuff they say about employment. I created 11 million new jobs. I created them. 20 million, more than 20 million jobs disappeared and 11 million jobs came back. They're not, uh, they're, they're new jobs if you consider that 20 million jobs were laid off and then 11 million people came back or some people moved on and they had to hire new people. But there's still a deficit of 10 million more jobs. Okay? And if we're not careful this winter, and it's the way it's uh, jibing up right now, we are going to have a lot more. So, we got a percentage of Republicans opposing Trump right now. We have... uh, most of the swing states going towards Biden. We have um, a large group of people still supporting the president. But uh, they, uh, the one thing I heard that really took a point to, that, to my wife said she had someone come from California and they were talking about how they hate California because of the taxes. Well, why did you go to California in the first place? Did you go there like Silicon Valley or Google or other stuff and made billions of dollars? Right? There's powerful countries, uh, uh, companies in California. You know why? They invested a lot in their state-run education system. One of the greatest education systems in the world. So that's why the taps where the talent is. And why not pay for it? You got to pay for it to be there, the privileges. Now, the development in there, the way how many people there, the the way wildfires grow, and the way that could have been better managed and things like that. But if you're paying a lot of taxes, you're also making a lot of money there. That's just like living in a in paradise. It's expensive down here, but you make more money. I make more money than I would if I was working in a corner bar. I'm right. I make twice as much. That 
that's what I have to pay. You know, I have to put up with I have to put up with the drawbacks of being in a tourist area. You know, peak season and getting busy and all this stuff. I'm just very busy. So don't complain about it. It's so funny about this not tax thing. They want a, a, a on a national level, libertarians and Republicans. They want low taxes for the. They want everyone to pay their taxes, but they they don't want a burden on the wealthiest people. There is never a burden on the wealthiest people. Under Eisenhower, there was a huge tax burden on corporations and the wealthiest people in the United States. That has coming down to a pittance. We are not the most taxed society in the United States. And we could be a lot less if we reduce the size of our military. Because first of all, we're giving away all our fucking secrets away to our adversaries anyway. You know, anytime Trump has a meeting with uh, Putin's uh, with um, Putin's foreign secretary or Kislyov, the uh, Russian ambassador, there's no U.S. interpreters. There's no notes. We don't know what's being said. Why would there be a secret there? You know what I'd want to be secret is if. The Canadian Prime Minister was there, and the Prime Minister of Great Britain, and uh, President of France, our allies. You want to keep that a secret from the people, but the secret, you're keeping secrets with our adversaries away from the American people. The adversaries have all the information, Putin gets all the information, and the American people get none of the information. So why, and who's our main adversary in the world? Russia and China. And yeah, don't understand this. The reason why he's friends with Russia is because he has financial commitments with the Russians. The Chinese did not lend money to Trump. They don't have anything on him. Okay? That's just just the way it is. Now, China, it's funny. You talk about a place, uh, a party that's compromised by another country that would be China with the United States because they owe own so much of the US debt and so much in US bonds that if they were to dump all of it the US credit rating um, we would not be able to get a loan we would oh our monetary system would practically collapse so you know, people get all upset and stuff like that. But the reason why California is so good is because they have a, a great healthcare system, a great university a university system, great infrastructure right there, and it's beautiful. So, you know, take that Alabama and Mississippi, and if you're talking about states that get the most resources from the federal government without sending much to the federal government. It's the bastions and strongholds of republicanism in the United States that receive a hell of a lot more of financial aid than democratic states. Yes, it's a tax burden to provide health care and education. But if you treat health care and education like national security, you would be able to see a value in it, wouldn't you? Because you have no problem. Remember when we had to be one bomber and a stealth fighter and stuff like that? They were talking about $1 billion for $1, billion for one aircraft. Or $30, $40 billion for an aircraft carrier. 
that can be taken out by a missile. Just go like that. You take $30 billion, spread it around in education, you'll see the effects, the good effects for 10 years. And I'm talking about quality education, not the bullshit. I'm going to get a charter school based on some funding from Nestle Corporation. And uh, I'm going to have ununionized teachers teach faith-based science to kids. So you have fucking Stone Age guys riding on the backs of dinosaurs carrying carts and looking like Bible world. No, that's not the kind of education I'm talking about. I'm sorry for the rant right now. But, and why, why spend a lot of money on there? If you're going to, we spend, I mean, we spend all this money on our military and then we break up our coalition. A NATO allies? Yeah, they got to put, they got to participate in our, uh, in their defense. But also, they got to support us in our decisions too. So when you're attacking and sniping at your allies, you're actually drawing away from them. You're drawing them away from you. So they're not supporting your decisions. And you don't have a unified front. A unified front's the way to go. He's always talk to the guys in World War II. Right? And there's a couple of them still left. And why would you trust an adversary like Russia anyway? You know, they paid bounties for on to Taliban, the Taliban on our forces in Afghanistan, and as well as our coalition forces. How can you trust a guy? How can you wear a shirt says, I'd rather be Russian than a Democrat? What does the theory be at? Being at a Democrat in the United States. What part of being a Democrat in the United States is bad, worth is being, you'd give up control of your country to a foreign power? There's a show on Amazon called uh, The Man in the High Tower, and it's about an alternate um, world where the Nazis and the Japanese won. And there's people that would just go, oh, well, they won. So they're they're the ones in charge. Well, instead of, you know, instead of the stars, we're going to have a swastika in the middle of the American flag. Really? Well, fuck, I wouldn't stand for that. I can't understand. Well, that's our new leaders now. Who the hell does shit like that? I don't know. But that's the reason why I voted today. I think what it all boils down to. What do you really care about? I don't know, if you care about your family and friends, it's not because there's Mexicans coming to the United States. You should worry about your family getting health care, the medicine they need, not getting sick, having good friends and neighbors. And when I talk goods and friends and neighbors, not just in your neighborhood, but in your neighborhood of the world. That's our job. And we shouldn't have an egotistical son of a bitch running it, you know, calling him Sleepy Joe. Well, fuck, maybe Trump should sleep a little. Maybe he has on too much fucking Adderall snorted up his nose. You know? Are you saying he's he's not a stable genius? We've heard the things he said. He said them numerous times, different things. And he couldn't back it up. And he falls back, he says something, he talks himself into a corner. So, yeah, look, what part? He says what he, what does he say? He doesn't mean it or he means it. 
You can't have it both way. It can mean it this way. It doesn't mean it that way. The rest of the world is dealing with the pandemic. He's ignoring it. And we're paying the price for it. And we're going to lose some more people. And if each of those people have people that care for them, and the people that care for them have people that care for them, go out and vote for someone who's conscientiously going to fight this thing. And it's not an inconvenience, because people always ask me at the bar, it's not an inconvenience for me to wear a mask, because it protects the customers, it protects you. I mean, how bad is it? Hey, I think I'm a good-looking guy. I think I'm a good-looking guy. I don't want to mask up my face. But I do it because I want to mask up my face because I don't want to accidentally be asymptomatic. I don't want to be asymptomatic. It's not the answer. The answer is not, well, I feel good. I guess I don't have it. What a stupid fucking thing. It's like it's probably the same people that fucking get have gonorrhea. And and uh, um, syphilis. Well, I didn't see any symptoms of it. I don't know. I I I I I I don't need a shot. I don't feel as if you. Oh, you have. I have a social disease. I've sexually transmitted disease. Well, I don't feel anything. Do I need to tell my partners? Well, uh, do I need to wear a condom? Oh my God, I hate wearing a condom. Yeah, you know it's funny. And I'm sure they said said it before. Maybe it's a sore point for some people. Uh, it's kind of like the, the guys that won't wear a condom. Then no, I don't feel I don't I don't feel like wearing a condom. Well, fucking, you're you're ignorant, and you're not considering unless you're, and you're not responsible, because a lot of those guys that don't wear have to be forced into. I would love it if. Yes, you are not allowed to vote if you're you have an illegitimate kid. You harass somebody. You have been investigated for tax evasion because that should nullify Trump's vote, right? Because we know he's been. Well, we will know. We will know in the end. Hopefully, we will know. And uh, I, I'm not going to make a bet whether he's going to win or lose. I, it looks as if there's no funny business that Biden's going to win. And, you know, there's some people saying, I don't care. I'm afraid of what's going to happen if he wins. Biden wins. Well, what are you afraid that uh, Antifa's going to come in and stuff like that? No, I'm afraid that his people are going to start. Tra- well, fuck them. Don't worry about his people causing trouble. You know? You don't have to worry about it in the Florida Keys. If you're not going to do something, if we shouldn't do something because someone might get upset, that's a poor, poor decision, criteria for a decision. It is a poor decision. Do it anyway. Do the right thing. You know what the right thing is. Hasn't anything to do with your pocketbook it's for the soul of the country. You know he's lying to you. It Well, God, I know if you're evangelical, you shouldn't be listening to this show, right? I'm telling you, if you're listening to the show now and you're, you believe in Jesus 
and you believe the things that I'm doing are sinful, then I'm going to agree that you should go to hell. You should go to hell. Because you're breaking one of the tenets of your faith. You fucking listen to this. Uh, I think it's an anathema or an apostasy. Apostasy, I think his word is for it. So, if, if all those things, if you believe that the things Trump is doing is for your good and it's good God's path, you got a fucked up idea with, about God. If God and Jesus have anything to do with this, have anything to do with Now, Jesus would never kill somebody. Your Jesus, well, the Jesus I was brought up to remember. Your Jesus may, your Jesus may believe that he would get an AR-15 and go to a house and kidnap a governor because you feel your freedoms are taken away because you can't go to Buffalo Wild Wings and get the extra hot and spicy without wearing a mask. If, if it, that is not, you're just, you're just throwing it away. If you're doing that, you're just, the last vestiges of, I do not need to honor your faith. If you're going to believe your faith allows you to follow a guy like that. And you know that Biden is much more respectful, much more Christian than Trump ever was. Trump has no idea about that. You know, Biden does. And you could say you could say whatever you want, but if he's going to hew to your faith and or whatever bullshit reason you have, yes. Well, I do it because he supports uh, the right to life. He does not support the right to life. He does not respect you. He does not. Re- he doesn't respect the right to life after birth. He does not respect the right to life of people of the United States for not protecting them. He does not respect the right to life of his followers who he allows to gather in big groups they yeah they give a mask but they don't try to get him to wear them you know why because he doesn't want to tell his followers to do something they don't want to do you know fuck i could be on there no i mean actually right now it's a popular one there's a lot there's a million ways people hate trump and I'm not everyone's cup of tea for hate, not liking Trump. But there's only one way to like Trump. And that is in order to, to like Trump, you have to sublimate your disgust for lies, for lack of knowledge, for spurning of science and doctors. Not ass kissers like Scott Atlas real doctors not for hiding things not for hey listen if I was a billionaire I first of all I don't know why he got married if he was a billionaire he could have had the kids and not and just paid someone just like Michael Jackson did to that woman to have kids and and he didn't have to have you know what I mean he whatever kid he had he can just, you know, pay him. I'm just having, you know, you could be a surrogate. I want to have some kids. I want to raise them. I want to, you know, have progeny and stuff like that. I mean, it's, 
he's traded in every wife. He'll eventually, well, I, I guess he's too old now to trade in Melania. I don't think he's, you know, he's in his 70s now and stuff like that, and he's on his way out. I don't believe, I don't believe, even if he did win, that we'd make it to his second term. And not because of anything nefarious happening other than him having a heart attack on a chicken bone from KFC. Maybe eating the lid. Who fucking knows? But that's all the ranting I'm going to do today. I'm going to thank you for listening. And I'm thankful. I'm truly thankful. We're going to, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. I'm going to, uh, tomorrow I'm going to get a doctor's, uh, what's it? I'm going in for a consultation with a new doctor for the thing I had to taken care of. I didn't mention that to you folks, but my doctor, my first doctor got ill the day before my surgery, the fourth date I had, or uh, the fifth date, I'm, I'm losing now, the fifth scheduled date for the same procedure. Not, I did not get any procedures done, but it's the fifth date coming up. And I'll probably get that tomorrow. But hopefully this guy will be nice. It's like a girl going on these all these Tinder dates. I'm going to these doctors. I hope they operate on me so I don't die. Well, I mean, I'm, it's not a deadly operation. Not for you to worry. Uh, I just want to get it taken care of. It's just been hanging over me like the sword of Damocles. And um, I don't need any hopes and wishes. I just need a doctor to show up on a day of surgery. And uh, and they're all doing good jobs. What I'm saying, they're all doing good jobs. I don't want to say anything nasty or anything like that. It's just the way it worked out with COVID-19. And my original doctor got sick. And, you know, that's what it is. But I'd like to thank you for listening. I will be back on Thursday. I think I have... Uh, I'll try. I'll talk to Joe. See if Joe will be on. I'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye. Music. <laughs>